Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hi. Blog Talk Radio. All of your listening pleasure. Oi, oi, oi. Anyway. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. I think I say it. Anywho. We, obviously, we're both nuts, so what are you going to do? This program, this one, this P for P muscle program, it's sponsored by guess who? P for P. And it's called Real Talk. With Dale Roy and Kellen Ebby or Kellen Klein. Yeah. Dale Roy and Kellen. Kellen. Dale Roy. I can't even. I just can't. Not with this one today. We are the number one drug speech sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you just happen to be a drug-free athlete, and Des and I have had our fill of the enhanced dying out, but that'll be later in the show. Uh, and we're looking for a solid foundation to stand on. And, yes, I know who's listening. I gotcha. And a vehicle to drive your goals like what, Desiree? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Okay. Sprinkled with snickerdoodle and chocolate wine. Chocolate. Where there's a well, there's a there's a rye, there's a chocolate way. That's what we know. <laughs> that is what we know. With a little chunk of bone broth. Hello, there's a rye. How you doing? I am great, but I tell you what, I do not like any chunks in my bone broth. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> oh my goodness So I think We've probably carried on long enough With the promo We yeah. could probably just get on Get on with the getting on So Yes ma'am Kaylin Oh Kaylin You were at the Wisconsin Junior oh. Nationals Yeah Naturals yeah. Oh, Okay the there junior, we go Junior USA Naturals Yes ma'am There it is Junior USA Naturals So like, dude, let's talk Junior USA Naturals. Give us, give us the rundown. Let's, well, you let's, know, let's get it was it was run better than than I anticipated because you know I'm I always get nervous about the single run format and the the way the judges have to judge the show. So it's always something nervous because you know it's still a new format. And sometimes it runs well, but, you know, if the competitors aren't really 
mindful of what's going on. They can miss their time on stage. You can have people not in the place they need to be. And, you know, sometimes you have issues with judging. So those are all the things I I worry about when that's happening. So thankfully, none of that happened other than I think it was just one time in the men's uh, physique where we couldn't find a guy. But, you know, you figure if you have that many competitors and there's just one person that uh, does a misstep, then, hey, that's still a good show because, you know, behind the scenes, there's always an issue with, with something. And thankfully it doesn't see the light of day to the audience or to the uh, the people in, uh, in on, on the other side of the curtain. So with that being said, it was a nice show. Uh, it was definitely good to see Jack Halverson. I've, I've missed him. I got the chance to talk to him at the Wisconsin Warriors, but not in detail to find out hey, you know, what was going on with him. Yes. Hey, before we before we get into the re um, emergence of Jack Halverson, because I want to hear that. I I missed that, but can you explain to our listeners what the single show format or continuous show format is all about? In case we have some folks that aren't familiar. Yes, ma'am. I sure will. Um, in in the past, uh, the shows were run in a, in a two two step format, which would be the prejudging, and then the night show. And that was very popular when we had people that really uh, liked posing, um, really understood, you know, the whole concept of basically not just being a fit physique, but also being able to entertain the audience. Um, in times past, there are people that are just uncomfortable in doing that, so uncomfortable that they'd rather not do it at all. And while I agree that, you know, they should still have a chance to show their physiques, it's also imperative that we also entertain the audience to keep a crowd there. So, you know, that's another story and another topic, but that's also one of the things that helped with the night format and why it needed such a a time because there was so much time consumed with uh, the routines done at night. Now with the option of having them done having people do routines or not, it's definitely shortened that time so much so that they've decided to shorten the time span in between to where you have a prejudging scoring and then night show all in one, basically without a a break in between. So that break in between is what was usually done for people to re-up on their food, uh, refeeds and stuff like that before they got back on stage. Uh, now you're basically doing that, and hopefully everything's uh, spaced out with your diet and your coaching, and you definitely have to uh, stay in touch with uh, the people that are supporting you much more often to make this happen. It's um, It works. I know it works. I've done shows, and I've been comp- uh, competed in shows where, you know, they have a single-run format. They, they did it in Iowa when uh, – Jason Kyman and, and uh, I think Dustin Scott did it also, but it's not readily available to my brain, which is a little car completed to them. So maybe <laughs> Des remembers that, but uh, I'll let her fill in the blanks of what I'm missing. <laughs> I, which which show are we talking about again? The Titan. Oh, the Titan. Yes, and that was a continuous show format. So that that and that's where. 
we actually connected and then came to be a duo on on Real Talk because before that yes. Real Talk was just Real Talk with Kaylin and you had been doing the show about what, a month or two by then. I think you started off in yes. May and that show was mm-hmm. in July or we, we kicked off in earnest in July. Um, so yeah, the show was in June. And so that's when it became uh, Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. But that, that, so. Oh my goodness. It, oh my goodness. Hold on, Des. Hold what? On. Well, what? what what could a show possibly be without Desiree <laughs> said in Australian accent? Oh my goodness! Just got this right on my Okay, I'll take the hit. <laughs> I'll take the hit, guys. Oh, I'm sure it was oh, just goodness. fine. It was. It was with Kaylin Drop. Oh no, it was Kaylin. Lend me your ear, Patterson. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! And now, and now you have Mack trucks and ice cream and hashtag chocolate way for the win and whatever other we craziness. We have. We have. We have. And we are going to have to come up. We're going to have to come up something with something good for our anniversary show next month. I mean, for real. Right. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I digress. So I do remember, and I was not competing at that Titan. I was there to support my uh, friend who was competing in the figure category. But um, um, Kaylin was competing there. And I, huh? I'm I'm trying to think of her name. So, 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 uh, yeah, it started with an S. Yep. There we go. Yep, it's Sakina. Yep, my girlfriend Sakina, who I'm still very good friends with to this day. And, um, and the thing I remember, and I know I'm supposed to be talking about the continuous show format, but the thing that I remember is that um, Kalen was so surprised at his placement because you got it. Did you get a pro card at that show, Kalen? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. And so, and when they announced that he was receiving a pro card as well because there were two pro cards given in his category the look on his face was just like sheer shock and surprise and just joy and he was just like so humble because he was genuinely happy for the competitor the athlete when they announced the first pro card and then they were like and we're giving a second pro card to Kalen Patterson and, you know, he was just over the moon. And that's what I really remember about that show, more so than the continuous format. But that show was one of the first to roll out with the continuous format. And I remember that athletes were just so happy about it because yes. sometimes with the night show, you were there until like midnight sometimes or Or 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. And if you had been up since four o'clock that morning trying to get ready for, you know, the start of the prejudging at eight o'clock in the morning or or however long it was going to take you to go through your morning routine. And especially for the ladies, get your hair done, your makeup did, you know, nails, all of that stuff. Um, It was an extremely long day. So they were appreciative of the shortened format. As Kaylin said, you know, you would have the pre-show where everybody does their mandatory judging, and then there was usually like a two- or three-hour break in between. So it was a yep. really lengthy break between the pre-show and the night show. Then the night show is where most people would come, and then, you know, they do 
you know, some promoters will try to do some sort of, you know, splashy opener where they'll either have bands or music and music, listen to me, music, and they bring out all the competitors and, you know, try to get the crowd hyped up. And then they'll go category by category. They'll bring everybody out, do a couple mandatories, or do everyone have their, do their T-walks and performances, every single athlete take everybody back off, bring them all, then bring the top five back on, and then go through placements. I mean, and you would have to do that for every single category. And when you have 100-plus athletes, that's a long time. (laughs) That's a long time. And uh, since, you know, the T-walks aren't judged or not considered as part of the judging, quote-unquote, for most shows, although – you know, a T-Walk is a chance for any athlete to showcase themselves again. And so it could play into judging, even though it's technically not judged, because, you know, the judges may see something in you that they didn't see before. But by then, most of the stuff is already decided. So it just really all depends. Anyway, I'm rambling now. But, um, you know, as Kaylin was saying, not everybody enjoyed performing some athletes are natural performers and they crave that and they love that and you can tell it in the creativity and in their routines and others are just like no I'm going to do my mandatory poses and that's it so with a continuous format it's just you know you come out you do your mandatories you go off um, and depending on how they run their continuous show sometimes they'll call you know they'll go through like each um, class and then after each class then they'll start rolling out the results and then they'll come up with the next category and do the same thing, um, which makes it considerably faster, shorter, and not everyone has to do the T-walk or the posing routine. I guess my question for you, Kaylin, um, is did they do um, one category at a time and then announce the winners or did they go through everybody's mandatories and then just started at the top again and announcing the winners? Well, they did. The, well, you know, they did the they did the tea walks in the morning and at night, which is was new. Okay. I, I wasn't familiar with that, so that was different. But you know, they had the time to do it because it was running real smooth. I mean, uh, like I said, there was only that one glitch with that one competitor, and you know, that's something else that I never factored in when when all that stuff was going on. Is how many times the competitors slowed the show down. By not being in their proper placing or proper placement, um, you know, I hadn't thought about that until you know, because the thing about a, you know, we we really give promoters a hard time, but the truth of the matter is, there's plenty of things that happen on our side, and we have control at that time. And if we're not doing in our place where we should be, the promoter is going to try to help. The expedite is going to try to help. The judges want things to go right and smoothly. And so what they do is set everything up as it should be. And then, you know, the competitor, one competitor can cost 10 to 15 minutes. And if you're thinking about it, like in traffic, and I've learned this, you know, driving at different shows, 15 minutes can turn into a half an hour real quick because you still have to go through the format of what's necessary for the scoring and the judging. Uh, just that one competitor was like a uh, 20-minute delay unintentionally. But, you know, the audience doesn't see it, you know, because you have an MC that can ad-lib until, you know, the competitor's corrected. I mean, found and, and, and played. But, you know, little things like that. Uh, 
with the routines being way they were, you know, now you have to have the routine come out because he wanted to do uh, his his walk on stage because he you know he had family there. So you know all of these little things that we don't think about, but they do factor in, like Dad was saying. Because you know I've been to shows to where it's been one in the morning. And we're still trying to figure out who's going to win the overall. Your diet is trashed, and so is your body. So there's definitely no fun in that. And by then, you're basically hanging on by a thread. But back to Desert's original question of, you know, how did they do the walk? And it was uh, basically morning show, uh, tea walks for the women, posing for the guys. And for anybody that missed it, they had a chance to come back and do it again. So, you know, it was spaced out to where they would have the guys come out in there in categories, do their walk, and then come out, back out for the plate and same with the women. So, you know, it, it it's a lot smoother that way because the audience can stay engaged to who's out there doing what. And it was really uh, nicely done. Uh, I, you know, hats off to Courtney Faith and uh, Nicole Lynn uh, for, for basically keeping us entertained. And Landry, she's always going to be Landry, so Westfall. So, you know, there's always that going on. And we did have the red carpet, so any chance we had, you know, we were being uh, real goofy with that. So, you know, there was time, and I think what Leaf had learned from the last uh, Wisconsin Warrior is to place it more where the audience, the competitors, and anybody else who was around could be more engaged in taking pictures and not get in the walkway. Because, you know, I, I'm sure you're familiar with when there's a lot of photographs happening, you can't really walk through certain areas. And if they're the main walkway, yeah. it's a big issue as far as people being where they need to be or getting back to watch their uh, people they're supporting. So this stuff is really interesting, and it worked out much better with the way he set it up this time. And, I, you know, I applaud him from learning from his past mistakes because there's plenty of people – I know that I'll keep doing the same thing over and over again with the hope that it's somehow it's going to go right this time. And that just amazes me. But we have very progressive promoters now, and they're doing really good things with what they're doing. Des? Amen to that, brother. So you were talking about the red carpet. So talk to us more about the red carpet, because I'm pretty sure is that tied to the Iron Man magazine presence, or yes. is that just? through the photographer that Leaf brought, or tell us about how all of that worked. No, no, the, this, the red carpet is Iron Man related. Um, there's a, a promotion that's happening with that as well, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one, the promotion is, you know, if you take a picture of the red carpet, share it online, you'll be put in for a drawing to have a trip out to Vegas to see the show live. And uh, I think that's really big news. I mean, the Keiko's family is really doing well with this promotion, uh, just the red carpet in itself. I had no idea of how much it's taking effect with how the competitors are addressing their prep, their workouts, and everything else. It's a true motivator, and I got the chance to see that uh, really good. I mean, I got to see it at the, at the Wisconsin Warrior. But like I said, because of the, the placement of the, the red carpet and where it was, it was hard for the audience to engage and still keep track of the show. Uh, with where Lee put it this time, it was basically right outside the, the auditorium, 
So there was plenty going on at that time, but they could still engage with the pictures with their family and friends, and it was a lot of fun. And then to find out that they might have a chance to be in a magazine or, you know, get a trip out to Vegas to to watch the competition live, the competition being the Natural Olympia, it really resonates with the people in attendance. And I was really surprised by that because, you know, okay, I don't want to sound like a dragon, but it's going to sound goofy. When people are stopping to take pictures with uh, Dez or I for Midwest Monthly People Real Talk, it's usually just to stop and take a picture with Dez or I because, you know, they know us from the radio or from the video. This one was basically, can I take a picture with you? And I have a question about, you know, with, uh, being in the magazine, you know, if my child or my husband or my boyfriend or my girlfriend are in that, what are their chances? Because, you know, if they're thinking, you know, a place like in the Midwest, if the magazine is stationed out on the West Coast, what are the real chances of that? So, they, you know, that's a hope and a spark and an engaged statement that I definitely did not see coming. Um, I knew people like Larry Montgomery was well aware of being on the cover of a magazine, but for the people in attendance in the audience to be asking these questions was really uh, a paradigm shift for me because I had not considered it. Um, it's something that's really, uh, you know, water cooler speak, I guess now, and something that people are w- more than willing to try harder to do. So I was really happy with that. I'm really happy that that's happening. And with the red carpet being the way it is, it's a lot of fun because, you know, they want you to be as creative as possible. And, you know, if you, I've been sharing a lot of the pictures, and I have a favorite now. I definitely have a favorite. And I shared that again today because I knew you guys were asking mm-hmm. about it. Uh-oh. Dad, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. What's going on? I heard a loud buzzing sound, and I thought mm-hmm. something was wrong. There it is again. Oh, sorry. Nope. It's all good. Keep going. Okay. So with, with with the red carpet being with the format they have, as long as you're not vulgar or being, you know, doing things childish, just engaging and having fun, it's a lot of fun to do. And, you know, the more creative you are, the more fun it is. And I have a lot of fun in it because basically as a competitor, you can never practice closing enough. We talk about that enough on this show where you should understand and when you can do freelance uh, posing instead of mandatory, it's a lot of fun, too, because you get to contort your body in ways you don't normally do when practicing posing. So, you know, with, uh, with uh, the group we had uh, last weekend, you can get as creative as possible, and it's no big deal because, like, the, 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 the more creative, the better. And I just enjoy that atmosphere, and I was really uh, – reveling in it uh, today because I, it's like when you look at those pictures, you might enjoy the picture, but you definitely enjoy the moment. And that's a beautiful thing when you're around positive and energetic people because they can transform your whole mood where if you're just kind of melancholy, you can become average. If you're like above average, you can become like super powerful and then next you know you got a cape and you're flying over the venue. Well, maybe not that much, but you understand my point. 
awesome. So the red carpet is a big deal. It is a big deal, and I think yeah. it's a lot of fun, and it just adds to the environment. I have uh, yet to get to a show where it's there, but I know my time is coming, so hopefully the uh, second half of the competitive season will lend Iowa. itself to more travel dates for me. Exactly. Um, and so, yep, Iowa, that's coming up June 22nd, where uh, Leaf is going to be here again in Urbandale, and uh this will be a first for him, just like being in Wisconsin was a first for him, which is a great segue back into where you started with Jack Halverson, who had the yes. USA Natural Championships in Wisconsin. And um, I think you had alluded in an earlier show, or maybe this was in an earlier conversation that you and I had, Kaylin, that, you know, Jack mm-hmm. was uh, taking a little break, but he wasn't gone. And it sounds like he's starting to come back around. So, Give the folks kind of uh, some insights into who Jack Halverson is, um, being a phenomenal bodybuilding competitor and promoter, and uh, just uh, catch me up on how Jack is doing. Uh, catch us all well, up. It, yes. If, 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 I know there's a lot of you guys are saying that name sounds familiar, but you remember it more from video, not attached to Midwest Muscle, and that's kind of sort of true, but yeah, Midwest Muscle is very attached because Des and I were both at that show where that uh, filming was done, so Nana and Abubu, we're still in it. Um, we That was the one with Christopher Worth and Jack Howerson telling their personal stories and all that they did to get ready for the, the Minnesota Mayhem, and Lo and behold, there were people down here in my region that had seen it. Uh, Hergot, James Hergot was is attached to that, and he is doing another uh, format, and there's some athletes down here that he was talking with. So, you know, stay tuned for that. But um, Jack has done an awful lot on stage, but he's done an awful lot off the stage as well, and he had his own show which was the U.S. NGA USA. It is a, it's, it's, it's a good show, and that's where the name for the Junior USA came up because Jack did not have any involvement in it other than helping to be a judge. Um, he's still very much engaged in the natural community. He's also dealing with a lot of family, not negative family issues, but family issues being, you know, building a home, uh, helping his son. There's a lot of things that are going on in his personal life. And he said there would just be no time to do a proper promotion for a show and take care of the athletes the way him and he and Judy like to do, uh, Judy being his wife. Um, so, He's still very much in love with natural bodybuilding. He's still very much in love with everything that has to happen. But he's also still in love with his family, and uh, he wanted to address that. And if it took a year to do so, he was willing to do it so he could come back, you know, in full force either in the fall or sometime in the spring to start promoting uh, either his show or basically stepping on stage again. I won't go any further than that because, you know, that's Jack's life, and I'd rather him say it himself than for me to basically put information out that he has yet to reveal to the public. Um, he, he's 
he's a great guy. I mean, Des, you met him, and uh, he's just a great yep. guy in person, and he's willing to do as much as possible to grow the sport as much as possible. And he is a natty for life, and at his age, he really means that. So, you know, we've, we've had people on our show that uh, bring that, but, yeah, we found out the other side of their true meaning, and it's not true at all. Uh, with that being said, Jack has done an awful lot for uh, for us. I mean, if you see our picture, that is Jack Howison, and he's taken some awesome pictures, Des and I, and uh, we just love him to death because he uh, was one and said, hey, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could do this, that, and he's got a lot of creative things. He's a heck of a photographer, and he's got a great eye. So uh, I think between he and uh, Foley, we should be doing pretty good for our next updated uh, picture, Des. All right, that'll be awesome because we are due. We are definitely yes. due for an yes. updated picture. Um, and so just to throw and tag on to that real quick, if Jack is no stranger to P4P Real Talk either. So if you go to the archives and you just search for Halverson, H-A-L-V-E-R-S-O-N, or even throw in Jack, um, you're going to come up with the shows where he has been um, a guest with us. And so – we have a show where he's with Chris Worth, as Kaylin had alluded, talking about their documentary. Um, we've had a uh, highlight show on just his bodybuilding career and the health issues he overcame that led him to become a competitive athlete. We've talked about the NGA USA. So just a lot of good stuff out there. So if you're wanting to know more about this Jack Halverson guy, just go to the archives and check him out. Okay, this and there you have it. Yep. This one's from Clevon or Clevin. I hope I'm. I hope it's Clevon because that would sound better. But he's saying, what's so important about Jack Halverton that you guys would even bring this up? I'll let you start. Um, you know, Jack is just good people, and I know we've had some um, listeners, you know, wondering, well, what the heck has happened to Jack? And so because he has been so instrumental in the natural bodybuilding community, especially in the Midwest, he travels to a lot of shows, takes a lot of pictures, or at least he did, that he would publish on social media for the athletes. He uh, was a promoter. Folks were wondering what's going on with his show. Leif Anderson is now in Wisconsin. Is Jack not coming back? So, I mean, other than being just an overall good guy, there were people that have missed him. And missed his presence. Yeah. And so, you know, Kaylin had a chance to catch up with Jack and find out what was going on. So this is kind of our update to answer those questions that have been rolling around out there about uh, where Jack has been. And so, you know, I think the fact that people actually missed his presence just speaks to, you know, how much or how prominent he was in our Natty community, especially in the Midwest um, that they would notice that he has not been around. Kalen? Yeah. Um, also, like like that is saying, Jack is a true behind-the-scenes guy. Um, he truly loves the sport, and he doesn't need to be in front of the, the camera to make his presence known. And what he's done is basically been behind us so much that we know him very well. And a lot of the athletes are quite familiar with his face and his presence and his camera. But because he does, uh, it, his time in front of the camera is limited to the stage 
and he basically wants to get in and out of there because he's got, like I said, he has family. He has family that he's very engaged with as well. So, you know, he has a lot going on. He's, he's not just Jack Halverson. He's his husband. Uh, he's dad. He's, he's everything. And he fills all of those roles well, and he's one heck of a multitasker. So where we know him quite well, it seems that uh, a lot of the listeners are not familiar with him. But if you hear the, the USA shows, like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Jacob, the, the the Captain America Shield. Yes, you're exactly right. Um, that that was one of the big things. He's a big uh, fan of, of comics. And that's why I could love him even more because, you know, he does know the Superman. He does know the Captain America, the Spider-Man. And uh, a lot of the things he did for his show were comic book uh, based and related. So there was a lot going on with what he was doing. And it, it, it works very well with the natural uh, community because we do have superheroes in our minds. And, you know, some of them are out of the comic books. So it was nice to have somebody that got it and got us and wasn't crazy and didn't think we were insane either. So, you know, there is that part of it. Um, having him around so much behind the scenes, you see him a lot. And in the part of traveling, we do travel a lot to the different shows, as, you know, we've alluded to in the past. But there's also a lot of people we bump into along the way as we're traveling. And it's nice to see familiar places when we're out of state or out of uh, our environment, but we're still in the same environment by being in the natural community. So that part is why Jack Halverson is Jack Halverson. Um, Des, do you have the names of the winners of the Junior USA? (laughs) Well, funny you should bring that up. I have the names of the winners, Kalen Patterson, but I do not have what their placements were. So, you know, we can highlight those names. Huh? I said you, you don't have the other names of the placings for you have the winners, but not the placings. I have the winners, but I can't, but not the placings. I have the winners, okay. but not the placings. So, you know, in a, in we can and we can give kudos that I just I feel I, I feel really weird. I feel really weird not having their placements. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, but hey, for the ones that you can remember, and so guys, we Leaf Anderson has been doing show after show after show, and they've all been in quick succession over the past four weeks at least. And we've been trying to get results, but dude has been just burning up the highways and byways and hasn't had a chance to get to this aspect of show promoting, which is promoting how everything turned out after the show. Yes. And so we really want to cover each show, each of these shows, um, and at least give their due. But uh, we, we just don't have that yet. So, um, yeah, we can give shout-outs, but – Folks, you're just going to have to bear with us because Kalen, Kalen was there. So if his memory and recollection is correct, he can put some placements with um, the winners and or top three. Um, but that's about as good as we can get at this show. So if you guys are game, I guess I'm game. And we will do the best that we can do with that. Um, yeah. And... 
I don't know. We may have a problem on some of these, Kaylin, because I don't have my cheaters with me. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Oh my goodness. Yes, you heard me. You heard me correctly, cheaters. I have to pull out my glasses, my grassies. Um, oh my goodness. For a really small print. I know. I know. No, they're not bifocals yet, but we might be headed that way. Um, uh, let's see here. All right, so here we go. I'm gonna do my best here. So men's bodybuilding open because the uh, the photos that I have here of the placements are not very big. So I have a Michael Coleman and also yes. Andrew Merkovich. So yeah. if you can put placing with the names, Kalen, you will be helping us out. Michael Coleman won. Uh, he did very good at that. And now here, here's an interesting thing about that fella, because th- this is the importance of posing and posing in, in, at your best each and every quarter turn. Because Michael had a great physique, but he was matched up against two other guys in that open that were running pretty close when they started. What blew me away was that the more they did the quarter turns, the harder he got. And, you know, in bodybuilding, that's part of the criteria is that dense, thick, hard muscles, grainy look. And he got incredibly vascular about the third time they were put through their paces. So he actually improved each and every time he turned. And it was really something to see because it almost looked like a magic trick, the way he was blowing up on stage. It just kept getting fuller and harder and fuller and harder until he was just rock solid vascular. And then it was no comparison. And uh, I think uh, two of the other judges said the same thing, where they were just amazed that his body was transforming like that. Because, like I said, when they first stepped out there, it was three that you didn't know who would win. And then it became one and two, and then it just became one. So it was really nice to see that. Uh, I can't remember the third place uh, guy's name because he just get, garnered so much attention like when, it, when he was out there. It was really, I, I would say, if, if, if nobody had a chance to see bodybuilding and they got that one as the first one, it was really nice to see where they could understand the importance of posing because he just kept improving each and every quarter turn. Uh, Des, would you like to enlighten on that? Because I, I, we, like we talk about posing, but this is one of those great chances to hear and see exactly what we talk about when we talk about the importance of posing. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, per Kalen's example, it just goes to show each turn he nailed it and his body was responding. Yeah. I mean, and we have heard this before, and um, I don't know if we had just heard it on a uh, at a show where we were judging Kaylin or if Earl Snyder had actually shared it on one of our shows, um, a P for P Real Talk, just saying that, you know, he doesn't mind seeing athletes in multiple categories, uh, not multiple categories, but, um, you know, multiple classes in that category because 
Each time they pose, their physiques seem to get better and better, harder and harder. They seem to tighten up and, uh, you know, they get the, the nervousness shaken out of them and it just continues to improve, um, their performance. Now for Michael here, it was, it wasn't, you know, different classes, beginner, novice to open to masters or whatever. It was just with each quarter turn that, uh, that scenario unfolded itself, but that can and is a thing. I mean, and so, you know, if you are competing in, um, you know, several classes within your category, sometimes that can be to your advantage. So there you have that there. Um, So congratulations to Michael and that whole class there. I'll just go ahead and, well, no, because we don't, you know what, we will cover this again when we do have the actual placement. So I'm not going to draw this out tonight, but we're going to give kudos to Michael for his first place. Women's Bodybuilding Open, we had Patricia Kropp and Lane Roth. So how did that one turn out? Well, uh, Patricia, uh, she was one of those really super nervous uh, competitors of never assuming anything. And she looked phenomenal from start to finish. And But she was just, it was just cute because she was so overly worried about, you know, a stretch mark and everything, everything women worry about. And then some, this woman was concerned with, and she had no concern the whole night because she was rock solid from start to finish. Uh, she did her posing exactly how she was supposed to. She did her, her uh, walk like she was supposed to in her poses and her routine was uh, phenomenal. So she had really prepared for it. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to say she was overly prepared because that's, that's not doing her service and saying like she did too much. She did not. She did everything she was supposed to. And then some, she covered every single face on the floor to make sure she was more than prepared and ready for that first place and then uh, the win. And she looked amazing doing it. A great job, Patricia. I mean, uh, the videos are being uploaded, so we'll have those up soon. Um, Of course, I was there, so I did have a chance to interview the winners. So for anybody, I'll be sending those to Dez, and uh, we'll be getting those ready soon. And there you have it. And Patricia was also the winner of the women's 40-plus bodybuilding category. So she uh, she cleaned up the Masters. She cleaned up in the Open and the Masters. And then yes. there was the uh, men's classic physique overall winner, Justin Temperley. Give us some insights about Justin. Well, now, Justin, I know his name sounds familiar, and uh, people saw the picture and thought I had made a mistake and put up uh, the Wisconsin Warrior photos. That is not. That is still Justin Timberley, yes, but it is not Justin Timberley from the Wisconsin Warrior. This is men's classic Justin Timberley, who actually stepped on stage in men's classic physique. So, yeah, guys, you might have thought I slipped up, but I did not. Uh, that is a different yeah, – he's the same guy, but at a different show. So, yes, he won <laughs> in bodybuilding, and then uh, they worked on his diet and gave him a classic men's classic physique. Look. So, uh, hats off to Chad Adamovich. Uh, once again, uh, you're proving that science does work, and uh, he looks phenomenal on stage as a men's classic physique. Uh, he did go in with uh, – 
Yeah, I guess. Well, not not I guess. For bodybuilding, he was a certain size, and he looked wonderful. And then, you know, because he's on a diet and he is a natural athlete, he was able to basically come in a little bit smaller, which is what the men's plastic physique was asking for. And he did give him a, a little softer look, so he wasn't as grainy as he was at the uh, Wisconsin Warrior. These are the things that are looked for now in men's plastic physique in the criteria for what Lee was asking. So he actually fit quite well, and uh, he looked phenomenal do it, uh, doing it. His poses were on. Uh, I think a lot of guys still don't know the difference between men's classic physique and uh, uh, men's bodybuilding, and so they were doing bodybuilding poses when they were basically, no, no, not basically, specifically asking for men's classic physique poses, and they weren't getting them, so obviously uh, Justin had a heads up in that one because he was doing the poses. So, you know, that those are things we need to focus on in the future, but we definitely got to get better at uh, men's classic physique posing in men's classic physique. Uh, it asks for it, it demands it, and that's part of the criteria. So, guys, you can't say because how you look should have got it for you. You definitely have to do the posing that's called for. That's why they're called mandatories. They're scored accordingly. So keep that in mind but also understand that this is a requirement for that uh, category. Adesh? All right, and there you have it. Men's physique winner, Joseph Miggins. Break that yes, one down. the guy we couldn't Casey. find. The guy we <laughs> oh, couldn't find. Well, it's a good thing <laughs> yeah. ultimately found him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have yes. <laughs> Exactly. How about it? <laughs> So that's why it was such a big deal because we knew uh, going in, I mean, like when you see a physique like his, um, and we can post the pictures, guys, so no biggie. Um, I, I just simply can post the pictures. Um, when you see a physique <laughs> like his, it, well, because they're already picking on me. And uh, so it, you definitely don't want that not to win because, you know, the audience is there. They're not fools and they're not easy. They're understanding sport better and better. And the athletes, they're learning what the criteria is for it, and he definitely fit in quite well with that. And he looked uh, phenomenal doing so. And he had a great routine, uh, did did exceptionally well with uh, how he stepped on stage. And he's one of the few athletes that I watch that basically is never off point when being on stage and on stage with lights. He kept everything where it should be from start to finish. That means walking on the stage, he was prepared. And when off, walking off the stage, he never let up until he was behind the curtain. You've got to respect that kind of uh, posing practice to where you stay in form the whole time. Uh, hats off for that, uh, Joseph. Great job. All right. Good job, Joseph. Oh, hold on here, folks. <coughs> Excuse me, I had to do a little okay, throat clearing there. <laughs> All right, that's good. I'm go- I'm ready now. I'm ready now. All right, so that brings us to the bikini open. And um, oh, what was her name? So she wants sport <laughs> model as well. Oh my goodness! Uh, if you find the sport model winner, you'll find the the, the bikini winner as well. Uh, Women's sport model. Women's Model Samantha Porter. Yes, 
There you the, go. Samantha. No, Samantha Art. No, Samantha Porter. It is Samantha Porter. Okay, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. And that bikini open was a stacked class. Yes, it was. So break they that one down. So um, Jennifer Law, Lawver, Lawyer got second. Samantha, wait, wait, no, I'm getting this wrong. I'm getting this wrong. Hold on. Alicia in Bikini Open got third. She got second in Nobby. Okay, so Samantha Samantha Porter was first. Who would you say was second? Jennifer Lawyer? Yeah, she got second in Bikini Open. Oh, but, Lover. Uh, okay. Samantha Porter first, Jennifer Lover second, and then Elise, Alicia Sidoris, who we had as a guest um, a week or so ago, took third in yes. Bikini Open. Yes. And fourth was uh, Samantha Arts. Okay, then Samantha Arts. There we go. All right. So Samantha Porter, Jennifer Lover, Alicia Sidoris, and Samantha Arts, respectively. Those were your mm-hmm. bikini top four. So yes. close competition. Was it close? Yes. Tough? What, what happened there? Well, bikini open, uh, you had the same winner for the uh, bikini novel, uh, except that you had Alicia Sidoris getting second because Jennifer <laughs> Lover wasn't in it. So basically those places okay. were the same. And, uh, it was really interesting because if Jennifer had come in just a little softer, she would have won. But because she was so rock hard in her posing, it really became a figure competitor doing bikini poses. And it cost her. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was uh, a frustrated with that. Because she re- yep. Yeah. She, re- she really owned the stage. In her stage presentation, hats off because, I mean, she was even singing the song. So she was working. She had a lot of fun with her her, her routine. Everything was on point, her walk. Um, I, I, for me, as a, as a judge, I would definitely recommend that she did uh, more with her glutes and walk with a more posing style instead of a, a strut because it really exposed uh, her lack of uh, lack of squats and uh, and back leg work. But other than that, she was a phenomenal athlete on stage. She did really well. Um, Samantha Porter uh, in sport models, she was also the winner, and she won a pro card in that as well. So you know, she really. I mean, I'm going to go back to sports model because I don't want to alleviate that because she really did well in that. And she really gained the vision and the eyes of the judges because she took that sport model to another level with handstands. It was almost a gymnastic routine uh, with how she just owned every part of that stage. It was really something to see. I I wish I was in a position to video it. It would have been great. Um, I know they do have it, uh, the video of it. I, I'll be interested to see how it comes out. But uh, uh, until then, we have to wait just like everybody else. 
a great stage presence uh, in the sport model. And uh, if people want to see what's the difference between sport model and all the other categories, watch that woman on stage, and you'll definitely see the glaring difference of what sport model is asking. It was really something to see, and she owned that stage. Um, in the bikini open, uh, she, you know, she she did a, she did what she needed to do to get first place, and there was uh, a lot like a, you know with the competition there, it it was it was you you really didn't know who was going to get what. Because it was that tight with the group. Because, you know, a lot of times you don't know what the judges are looking for until, you know, the scoring is done. So it was interesting to see uh, how everything went. It was really something. And I'm glad that uh, everybody had a chance to see what a stacked deck of women who are prepared to be on stage looks like. And uh, I'm going to give a definite recommendation for bikini competitors. So listen in, ladies. You practice your walk to the curtain and practice your walk coming back because that was one of the deciding factors. And it was really a telltale sign of who had practiced in their heels and who had basically been practicing in their house shoes because it really knocked some of them from first to a much lower position. Well, there's that, and it also, you know, it's going to show how well developed your glutes and your hams are because you can't hide, you can't hide a jiggle when you're walking to that back curtain. Yeah. You may be able to, that, you may be able to bend um, and lean to hide any flaws you may or underdevelopment you may have of your glutes and your hams, but that walk to the back curtain, you can't hide it there. It's going to show. That's right, and it it like I said, it, I think that's what really caused Jennifer, other than the hard look, because coming back from the curtain, she could work it, but when she was going back the other way, I mean, you could see everything that had been neglected, and I think it really cost. And I think you know Mike uh, Newman has a, a saying that always used to make me laugh, but I, it's the honest truth. He said, "The wheel seal the deal," meaning if you take care of your legs and all facets. You've got a great chance of winning the show because most people do take care of their upper bodies, but they still don't know how to work the legs to basically be stage ready. You can have a lot of strength, you can be getting a lot of PR, but if you're not engaging the muscle fully, it truly shows when you have to do the back posing or walking to the back of the stage, Des. Yep, nope, you got it. I said what I had to say about that, and I meant it, and it's the truth. It is the truth. So, okay. bikini ladies, take note. Take note. And figure, I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen a figure competitor have to walk at all. So, I, no. I don't know that any anyone outside of, you know, if you're going to be in sports model or, you know, bikini diva or some of the other categories that they have where you can dress up and those sorts of things, it's probably going to be the same case there, but it's really, again, that falls in the bikini category for the most part. But uh, gals, do take note of that and work it, work on it. And uh, you can work your glutes more than once a week. So if there are bikini ladies out there that don't understand that that that's a thing, you might want to you might want to shake up your uh, lifting routine to accommodate if your glutes still need a little development. So anyway, there you have it. Sounds like it was a fantastic show. I'm looking forward to June 22nd here in uh, Urbandale, Iowa. Urbandale is basically um, a suburb of Des Moines, if you want to call it that. 
Um, Kaylin Patterson, are you, I know you've already been uh, making some uh, contact calls to make sure that you can get registered in a timely fashion. Um, I guess not registered, but checked in. You're planning to grace yes. that stage. Yes. I'm ready to grace the audience and cheer for everyone. So I'm I'm excited. And me. And me. Well, yeah. I'm cheering in the audience. Well, yeah. I'm cheering for everybody, including you. And me. <laughs> and me. And me. And me. I'm, I'm making sure you don't get yourself in trouble you. with our audience. Yes. <laughs> Guys, of course I'm going to be cheering for Kaylin, but I got to cheer for everyone that's out there. I just do. And me. <laughs> that's the nature of it. And me. But Kaylin first. Yeah, okay? she means I'll well. be cheering for there we go. first. And then everybody else. Come on. You guys you are go. brutal. How are we going to have a uh, podcast <laughs> supporting the whole natural bodybuilding community, but I come on the air and say I'm only cheering for Kaylin? It's exactly. not good. That's not good for him. No. I can't do that. And that is nor would I. You know, you know, I'm always, you know, shooting Kaylin a little extra, a little extra warm fuzzies, but come on now. I got to support everyone that's getting up there. That's right. So, so simmer down now. Take your panties out of a bunch. There you go. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Now, I'll say, I'll say uh, like this to piggyback this, this point. Um, anytime I compete, of course I want to win, but I have no problem interviewing the winners if nope. I don't, because we love the yep. sport more than, uh, people truly understand because it's about the athletes. It truly is about the athletes. When we, when we do real talk, it's truly about the athletes. I know you hear that a lot and a lot of people have said it without really enforcing it in their own heart. But Des and I have a God that we have to answer to, and we're more than willing to answer to him, knowing we've given our all and fullest when dealing with the athletes. So, you know, at the end of the day, there's that, and we'll always have that understanding. And, and, and you know, thanks be to God that we can keep that understanding so this sport can grow in a way that's a successful, uh, non-drug-related, uh, and non-enhanced. So, you know, I, I do that, yes. And I, I know there's people that listen, um, but it's irrelevant. If, if you choose the enhanced lifestyle and you still want to know the nat- what the naturals are doing, then, yeah, keep tuning in, guys. But if you think there's some way to defeat a natural athlete, when we have everyone that comes out of this industry being a natural athlete in the beginning, you can't kill it without killing the population on the planet of the earth. So, you know, quit trying to screw yourself in the foot. Anywho, with that being said... <laughs> We're going to be out in Iowa. We're going to be having fun. And I'm thinking that Leaf might not be there because uh, I'm looking at the New York upstate, and that's the 22nd as well. So we'll see how that turns out. I know Lindsay's going to be a part of it because she's the one I've been in touch with. And I was given that uh, Saturday check-in. So, yes, I'll be on stage for that show. Awesome, and there we have it. Just to tag onto that is always special occasion for both Kaylin and I when we get to interview each other as winners. So that is always a fun deal. And with that being said, I do believe we are ready to head on out for the evening, Kaylin. Last thoughts? Yes. 
Well, I, I just want to say uh, hats off to the athletes. Uh, do your due diligence in checking your look as compared to the criteria for what the, the show and the promoters are asking. They do stay in contact. I know Joe Perez and uh, Leif Anderson are some of the best with getting back to uh, each and every competitor. Uh, John Agus and John Abraham as well. So you're in good hands with them. If you do your part to make sure you're staying in constant contact to make sure you have the information. Uh, guys, it's a little late to be sending notes and messages now because we're done with the show. So uh, we'll get those out there for Thursday, but stay tuned for that one because that's a big one. We got two living legends. Stay tuned. And, oh, you cut out there. So, yes, can you hear me? Yes. Oh. (laughs) All right. So there we have it. But two living legends, watch for the promo link. And with that being said, on behalf of the boys at P4P Muscle, Kaylin and myself, Snickerdoodle shout out, hashtag chocolate wave for the win. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.